Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Saturday Boys, where every day is a Saturday. Come out and hang out with us as we talk about games, movies, and music. Brain fart. <laughs> I, it's all right to have a uh, mess up every once in a while. This intros are a work in progress, even though we're like, what, 30 plus episodes deep in this? I mean, yeah, we talk about music, movies, games, all over, normally beers, but we've been doing more mixed drinks lately. And uh, we got that going again today. But yeah, my name is Nick, and I'm joined with, by Anthony. Hi. And Brandon. Hello. So uh, why are we drinking mimosas today, guys? Because it's not the evening. Yeah, where it's early. <laughs> it's like we were, we were sitting here thinking, like, all right, do we want a beer this early in the day? We're like, ah, oh, man. I don't know. Uh, well, we're t- today we're doing Fight Club, and Fight Club. A lot of the themes in it are, you know, anti-consumerism. So I thought, like, let's do some irony and just get like the most white consumerist thing that we can think of, which are mimosas. Yeah, and they're great in the morning. Holy crap! It they, is. They are. They're very yeah. good. I, I'm a big mimosa uh, guy. Right? I honestly never really drank mimosas very much. I never gone, went out to brunch places one with like without uh, i mostly go with family and i don't want to drink mimosas with my family so at least the family i go with but yeah so i never had one until recently i can deal with them hey Hey. Hey, i I, I did go out with you recently and have mimosas it was nice i enjoyed it but yeah delicious champagne i just got whatever fries had it was great it was just like uh yes speaking of which i wanted to get us separate orange juices grocery stores that have like terrible selection, uh, but you said yours is great. I went in my the fries I went to only had like regular orange juice. They didn't have like any of the pineapple orange juice or like crazy ones. So I just got us regular. Right, no but you said yours has like a bunch better stuff. Yeah, yeah, they have ah. the mango orange juice. They have the uh, I think they have a pineapple one. Dude, uh, simply, simply orange pineapple, dude. I used to do um, very good. What are those tro- tropical sunrises? Whatever yeah, the hell. Yeah, yeah. Using with that instead of regular orange juice, that. Oof, that was good. <laughs> a lot of sugar, though. Sunrise. Yeah. Those are good. I, I just like champagne, though. You see, I've never really drank in champagne that much. Is Moscato champagne? No, that's a wine. It's a wine? Yeah. So what's the difference between a champagne and a wine? They were in the same aisle. <laughs> um, so oh the, the champagne's going to be like a bubbly like beverage. Well, Moscato is bubbly. What? It's bubbly wine, yeah. I mean, ah, is champagne a bubbly, but oh, I mean I'm gonna do the most thing. Is champagne wine? Oh well that's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well I guess there's sparkling wine. Oh champagne is sparkling wine, so that is the, the Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it, okay, so it's like scotch. It's yeah. scotch is just whiskey that's you know made in Scotland, while champagne is just a uh wine region of France, basically. This so. says champagne is the Kleenex of sparkling wine. Or the Band-Aid, it makes sense. Yeah, it's the big name brand. Okay. Yeah, so it's okay. just so Moscato, I guess, would be bubbly wine. You could do bubbly wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that was the bubbly wine I used to drink a lot. It's very. It, it, I like it straight up. I like it mixed into things. Um, I just think it's a fun little beverage. I like the drunk I get from it. It's very fun and mm-hmm. well. It, it is the whole bubbly thing. I yeah. I, I haven't ever really gone out to clubs or bars where they do like bottles or anything like that but i know champagne is the go-to for things like that type of party like even in hollywood they have like a pop in the champagne like when i went to pop this today i was like oh god i don't know if i (laughs) know how to do this right all i know is can't point it at my face uh i may have jumped once i got it open but at least it wasn't pointed towards me and i didn't make a mess 
That's the other thing is I see in like yeah. everywhere, it just always foams everywhere. I'm like, I don't want it to do that. This is <laughs> not expensive, but I just don't want to waste, waste it. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was a successful little bottle pop, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good. Uh, all right. I think it's time to move on to the not so important news next. Brandon, you said you had an article ready to go up here? I do. What you got? <clears throat> Oversized goldfish taking over one Minnesota lake causes issues for local fish. So I saw the photo of that goldfish. I didn't actually read the oh, article. Monster. Yeah. Yeah, so people were Chonky flushing boy. fishes and like they were going into lakes and shit. And yeah, they mm. were just growing so big. <laughs> because a goldfish is it's it basically takes the size of whatever container you put it into, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, if you're it's in the wild, it'll just grow until it like can't. <laughs> there there was groups of them in uh it was Keller Lake. You said Wisconsin? Minnesota. Minnesota. I was close. Yeah. I guess this isn't the first time Minnesota lakes have been overcome with oversized goldfish. Maybe they just don't have any natural predators. Wow. There was like, it says there was thousands swimming in um, a suburb of Minneapolis, and they had to have a team remove a truckload of 500,000. Wait. Had a a team had to remove a truckload of 500,000 of the goldfish. God. Damn. That's a lot, man. So many. That's like <clears throat> five hundred thousand. Even and these are also not invasion. small goldfish. They're yeah. larger yeah, goldfish. Yeah, they're like. I mean, that was definitely. Did they, did at they least have the size a weight like in the trout. article about like how much those guys uh, weigh? I don't see a weight, but it's Damn. definitely like the size of a trout, at least. Yeah. Well, that one looked like it was like bigger than it's, your hands. So yeah, it was, like, it was like two, three hands worth. Yeah. Now, that's insane. That's a lot of goldfish. Is goldfish edible? It's gonna sound weird, but they fish um, out that much stuff. Is because it's I kind of a like bottom you, feeder, right? But like so you, is tilapia, right? I guess too. Like with that being that size, you, I would maybe think. it's kind of like how rabbits and stuff are edible. They're just gamey. Goldfish you know? mm-hmm. are as edible as any other freshwater fish. Oh, I guess it's a limited. Like usually with the normal size, there's no point because you get so little, so little from meat it. from all the yeah, bone have to and have all so that. Many oh, of them. gross! It says. Oh. Um, that gross stuff, that pellet stuff that you feed your fish, it says pop a pellet or two. That's what your fish is going to taste like. Ew. Uh, Ew. Like the little flakes and stuff? Yeah, like your fish food. Like uh, It's basically saying your fish is going to taste like it's fish food. Okay, that makes sense. You are what you eat. Yep. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we are a bunch of mimosas. If somebody eats us, we are going to get them drunk. Eh. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I know, right? It's like, well, <laughs> shit, you're just opening up the table here. No, but... I'll do my article next. Uh, gosh, it was. It, mine's not a very long one, but it, it it fights for a cause that I've always fought for. Mine was from NPR, by the way. NPR? Yeah, Mine it, uh, comes from CNET. And it is, uh, Heinz starts a petition to make hot dogs and buns come in equal packages. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw that and I was like, oh, yes, I always end up having leftover, like, hot dog buns or a hot dog on a plate because i don't have any i'm not gonna put it i'd rather cut up and eat a hot dog just like normal than put it on a piece of toast because a hot dog on toast is just sad it is sad and you're getting like (laughs) eight hot dogs and like six buns and it's just not right you get so many just to make it equal out it's not right god so food apparently this is uh see this is a more recent article it's from of the just last week and says the uh American consumers waste forty percent of all the food they buy, according to the Natural Resource Jeez. Defense Council. Wow! Uh, so Heinz, uh, this Canada says new video: uh, hot dogs, Heinz ketchup can. Oh, so it's actually the Canada branch of them. 
uh, say that uh, in their video they posted, well, uh, hot dogs don't come in pack of 10s, buns are usually eight. So you're going to have two extra hot dogs and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently, I haven't seen Father of the Bride too much. I know it's one of my mom's favorite movies, but like I don't remember it too much. Apparently, there's a famous scene in that movie of a guy making this exact same rant. They just <laughs> clipped it. I'm like, okay, that's something I'll have to check out. <laughs> but yeah. Um, they So they post an online petition urging Big Bun and Big Wiener to get together and put 10 hot dogs in package and 10 buns in a package. Just have it 10. And uh, they did not call it Big Wiener. They didn't. So those are in quotes. And then after Wiener, there's a um, exclamation mark in parentheses, which is I'm assuming from CNET. It's like oh, Big Wiener because it's like big business. Yeah, Big Wiener. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's gonna apparently it uh, by Wednesday morning, and this was last week, so last Wednesday. I had gotten over 5,700 votes, and, and there's I no mean, link to it, you know, as I don't think. I would vote for it, too, but I don't agree with calling the You're right. big wiener. <laughs> big wiener. We're going to take down big wiener. <laughs> All right, Heinz, it's quite, I kind of call it like Big Franks or Big Frank. Yeah. Like that's like, oh, it's God. Still, We're going to take down Big Frank. Right, like I I'll, like that I, so much. Right. So I, there's more articles to this too. I just quickly searched Heinz petition for you hot dog buns. You didn't click Big Wiener, did you? No, I did. <laughs> Don't Google that at home. <laughs> no, I just did the Heinz petition, and other companies now weighing in there. Stuff like Oscar Mayer and the Heinz hot dog packed by the Pittsburgh Post. So apparently, uh, it's a big publicity thing, and I'm just feeding into it. But if we get even hot dog buns and everything, I will be happy. That would be nice. Uh-huh. I also have another food-related one real and, quick here. Sorry, quickly. Yeah. Also, has to apply to burgers. Can't not just for hot dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is true. See, no burgers are a little thing. Oh uh, wait, no. Uh, maybe make the burger packets ten. Make so you know you're getting ten burgers. You know, because yeah. you can buy meat and make your just, own burgers and all that stuff. Just make just, it all ten. Yeah, ten. Just across just, the board. Yeah, ten on everything. It makes right. sense. Or a dozen. I mean, either a way. A dozen I works, feel like, too. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing with a dozen, just, this is where uh, why you end up with different types. Is yeah. mm. People start, well, a dozen might, people might not go be going through a dozen by the we time. Well, then how will we do six? Yeah, yeah, standard, ten. Boom. Yeah. Right. Like, well, with the hamburgers, best. I feel like it's harder just because of the shape. Well, um, and I started to say it, and I realized that hamburgers really usually don't come in packs, and I highly doubt there's a standardization for, like, the deli eight, packs. Eight would be easy. Eight, yeah. Eight would be an easy standard. You could... Uh, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Twice. Yeah. yeah. No one knows what I'm doing. I, I know. Podcast, <laughs> boom, 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 this, boom. This boom. Is for our All right. Listeners. <laughs> to describe, to uh, describe what Brandon just did to our audio listeners, he went boom, 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 boom. <laughs> On each boom, he put out his hand down in a specific spot to mimic a square, each boom resenting one fourth of that square. The second set of booms were above that first set to equal a cube of hot dog buns. Correct. Our hamburger buns. Correct. I was close on the explanation. Yeah. And then for, <laughs> for hot dogs, you would go boom, 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 oh, boom, boom, God. boom. God, I'm not gonna see you can. And then you would just stack four and then four on top. Yeah, audio listeners, you got it. Yeah, I'm not doing another. Yeah, one. they 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 get what the boom booms mean now. Every time boom, you hear boom, 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 boom. means hand stuff. <laughs> means right. hand stuff. Hand, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing hand stuff. Big wiener. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, we're off to a great start about a very serious episode. Well, this whole movie's about article. cutting off your dick and balls. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, the article real quick before oh, we go into yeah, This isn't you're a very... Related. This is definitely not important, but mac and cheese is the ice cream you never thought you'd need, and now it's hard to get. 
Uh, oh, so that really is our last article. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, you guys had the same article. We okay. did. Um, but so, uh, what company made mac and cheese ice cream? Um, it's this Van Leeuwen. Okay, I've heard of them. I think. Yeah. If I can it's I see like the picture. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people said that it's not as bad as you would think it is. Yeah, I guess it would be like a cheesecake ice cream. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. That's maybe like a cheddar cheesecake ice cream. Yeah. Right. Still, that's not what I'm looking for. Apparently, it's sold out in a lot of places, but then they said it's not sold out. So who's telling the truth? So I, I <laughs> fuck if I know. It's all a lie. Right. It's all a lie. This doesn't even exist. That's why everybody thinks it's sold out. It's just all <laughs> for the show. No, it does exist. I mean, you, that could, it could very be well ice cream. or be orange like uh, sorbet type stuff. You know? Mm. Yeah, that's what that looks like. God, I haven't had that in a while. I was just at Fry's. Would you try it? Yeah. If I had it offered to me, I'd try it. I, I, wouldn't, I would try a scoop. I would try a scoop. I wouldn't buy a whole pint because no. I don't want to throw yeah, away. I don't want to waste food. 40% of Americans waste right. food, and I do not want to. Yeah. So I'll buy yeah, a scoop. Tiny little scoop. I'll eat it. Like if I can put it in a cone or something. Scoop. It'll be uh, Baskin 32, even though I'm pretty sure they have <laughs> rotating flavors. I tried oysters the other day. Oh, yes. God, that was not my jam. Have you guys... I was there. Well, I tried you, an oyster. Well, but yeah, Anthony, I guess I'm, that Anthony, was more at Anthony. Yeah, Anthony, yeah. have you tried you've raw, raw oysters, right? Not cooked oyster? Yeah, raw. Where you kind of got to either scoop it or I you don't. Cook. I don't think I've ever had raw. No. Oh, yeah. It's something different, dude. God. So, you, I just like, figured I wouldn't like something? it. I, I, honestly, I think it was... Uh, I've had... It was like... Maybe I haven't had oysters. I think I've had like stuffed clams. Maybe I haven't had oysters. Bro. It's like some hot sure. loogie in your mouth. I was at least I was surprised I was able to actually chew and swallow it. I, Gross. I, I, yeah. How'd you chew it? I didn't. You. I tried like three or four, and then just went. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how you have to do. There's no. You know, take it out of context. Well, yeah. <laughs> I literally I scooped it into my mouth, and it felt like I coughed a piece of phlegm up into my like out of my lung. It's like, you, and I like you have mentally. To swallow I, that I, down. Could, I couldn't get it past the mental i was like no this is a loogie in my mouth i can't do it yeah you know, spit this you were out. the only one to not fully do it i was surprised by that yeah so. i'm usually pretty adventurous with food and that was not that was no not the one that was we had it. to though we were at a oyster place and none of us were gonna order oysters and there weren't enough of us gonna try it so yeah. mm. we weren't sure that. try one scoop i was like yeah I'll try one oyster yep we're done <laughs> so it, at least it would have only been one scoop worth of food waste. Yeah. Yes. If, but I'd imagine at least mac and cheese ice cream you'd be able to stomach through. I mean, I think it'd just be kind of like this is weird, but not just like you know, be weird to put chocolate drizzle on mac and cheese Fuck ice cream. That. That's where it gets weird. Mm, you start doing other that. ice cream things. I, when I said put it in a cone, I went the cone's gonna be sweet. The, the, uh, so my thought was like, ooh, would that be the good? Only thing I could think is crumple some like breadcrumbs, bacon. See, it really depends on how salty the ice cream is. If the ice, if the mac and cheese mm. ice cream isn't salty enough, the bacon might be too much. Or how sweet the bacon is. Uh, oh, like candied mm. bacon, the candied bacon, maple bacon, candied maple. Oh, okay. So now I'm definitely part. now I think I'm just gonna right, get so, a whole scoop. You know, I might, I might <laughs> have to stop at the grocery store on the way home and uh, see if they got anything. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's not sold out. So. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, um, was it just a regional thing? I mean, I never heard of it before this. I don't know if they said because usually there's stuff like that. It's like, oh, in this area we have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. <sighs> 
Sorry, I just this beginning of this podcast. I was expecting to start talking about Fight Club, and this has been an interesting right. X amount of minutes that it has been so far. Oh, somebody oh. said it didn't go well trying it. Oh, this face just oh, says it all for oh, me. Oh no, man, that is just a look of disgust yeah. and oh, today's show. Yeah. Well. Oh, oh my crap! Oh, oh my god! Oh. The cut. This is what greets you at the gates of hell. <laughs> and it's this ice cream. <laughs> well, even like the beginning of the article, it's like comedian Josh Prey said on YouTube, uh, is this a terrible idea? Absolutely. Should this have been made? Gosh, no. This came from the mind of a first grader. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not giving getting mm, very good reviews. Maybe I'll <laughs> skip it then. I mean, <sighs> as I said, if somebody were to give me a scoop. Yeah, I definitely would have that. to try it just to say I tried it. That's great. That's, that's, that's everyone's face is just <laughs> yeah, like, mm. yeah. Uh, Everybody's mm. face is just no. Just, please no. That's oh, kind of my. He's like a Jeff God. Goldblum thing, like attached to it. Like <laughs> we didn't stop. Like if we asked the wrong questions, not that if we could do it, if we should do it. Then do okay, it. <laughs> so they post this article that says this is what greets you at the the gates of hell, and then he posts an update at the end. He's like, it's actually not that bad. Oh yeah, he goes. I've managed to finally try the craft macaroni and cheese before it sold out. And wait, he wrote the formula. article before. Yeah, oh. and then he goes. It's kind of good. There's definitely a funky cheese adjacent aftertaste, but the ice Jesus cream itself Jesus. is perfectly edible and tastes like uh, oddly like caramel to me. So I feel like our bacon theory. Our bacon theory would probably go fit. pretty good, but yeah. it would probably be enough of a palate cleanser to stomach through the rest of it. We found out how to eat that ice cream, right? And we didn't have it in front of us. Boom, we win. You heard it here first. <laughs> and with that being said, Fight Club. I am Jack's inflamed liver. I didn't come up with one. I didn't. I am I didn't Jack's either. shock and awe. Oh, that's um, so good. Fuck, oh, I got nothing. So. Continue. You can be Jack's raging boner. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I thought that's what you were going to say when you first yeah. said that. I was like, don't, don't start the Fight Club segment with I am Jack's raging boner. I didn't start it with it, but hey, now kind of I brought it around. <laughs> Big wiener. Oh, God. So I, <laughs> I am Jack's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation mark in parentheses. <laughs> I am Jack's well, big we watched Fight Club. <laughs> we, watched, we, we watched and are talking about Fight Club. And I'm going to put this out here before just because it, this is a, super going to be spoiler heavy, obviously. There's mm. no way to talk about any of this, this movie without any spoilers. It's over I know, 20 years it's old. It's over 20 years old, but I just want to say I really like this movie so much that... Watch if, it first. And watch it first. Yeah, watch it first. If you happen to be watching this without watching Fight Club, thank you. But... <laughs> Seriously, go and watch it. Find a way. It's we'll on Amazon we'll Video, yeah. so it's good. It's worth the watch. It's probably one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. It's, it's up there, yeah. for sure. It's dense. I Normally, my page is like one or two. I've got like four sides i got to read from here, so it's going to be <laughs> fun today. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it was a 1999 film. Uh, did not do well in the box office. Uh, it was... Basically, the, the, this movie is all over the place. Tone, marketing, everything. It's very hard to figure. It, it's a very dense book. I think Fight Club had just released a couple years earlier, like in 96. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they had no idea how to market this film. And it mm -hmm. really only started to pick up steam on its DVD sales. Because it is an amazing film. It's just... It, it's it's a lot to stomach. It's hard. It's... Yeah. And it's one... But it, it, it rewards repeat watches and different pers gaps of perspective and all this stuff. So... It's a very interesting film. 
love it though. I, I don't even like remember first watching it. Just like I always knew the film existed. Like I don't even remember the first time I ever heard of the film. You I guys, I don't it's been like a part of my psyche. I think for me, it was part of the when Christian was having us watch a bunch of movies. I think it was part of that group. I think I can I, see that. Yeah, no. I, maybe it was around that time for me. Like maybe grade school, high school. I watched. I probably it. watched this movie before I should have, knowing I'm my watching oh, I, history. Yeah. I yeah, I was. I definitely did before I should have because <laughs> yeah, it came out. Yeah, you know, when I was eight. So yeah, so eight, seven, and then yeah. you were because four. Well, I didn't watch it. I watched it definitely. My, yeah. Probably my brother showed it to me because yeah. it was definitely up his alley. David Fincher and all that stuff. It's it's a movie buff movie. Yeah, with but not so much that the casual. Well, this also. It probably also didn't have good word of mouth because the average moviegoer, I hate to say that, but like the plebeian on this, it's a very abrasive movie. It's not, it doesn't hold your hand. I mean, on the cover, it says you are not special, which is one of the themes that it talks about. And it's just like, it's a very interesting film. Mm -hmm. But what's weird is, at least in the internet age of like memes and everything, this film has become more known for specific scenes and lines Mm -hmm. than the actual film itself. Right. Like, it's it's very interesting that this is one of the most quoted and out of quote, like out of context film with just like memes from it and like all the scenes that like we were watching it and I was just like, wow, we haven't had this scene yet. And that we're like an hour into it. And that scene I, in my mind is so integral because of how like much weight the internet had put on it and all that stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, and Brad Pitt doesn't show up for like a good chunk of the film, like 30 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, it was long. It does seem longer than it really is. It's like 20, 30 minutes where he even shows up. So, yeah. (sighs) All right. So I'm going to start off with my notes. And what I found out is I never looked this up, but what the hell's up up with the opening credits? I don't. Do you guys just watch that? It was like the Spider-Man ass opening credits. Yeah, that is. uh, Yeah, I'm I'm going (laughs) to look up. That was not okay. That was the only thing in this movie that like if they were to do like another re-release just change those fucking opening credits man those look like some shit so i'm wondering too if because like because the idea that the was it the director wanted to do like subliminal stuff within that yeah and then it just didn't happen so like i wonder if it hadn't it was supposed to it was this part of the bigger idea and then part of it was cut and they couldn't change it completely like no that is the original i just i guess i didn't like it so much my brain deleted that like, cause so what we're talking about is the opening, the opening credits have like a bunch of CGI veins and all that stuff that like blue electric, yeah, with like looks hardcore like, like music that does not fit the tone of the film. Literally, watch Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. It's the same exact like intro right. style or X Men, mm-hmm. the original two thousand. But this is a little bit before that. I guess it just must have yeah. been a late nineties, early two thousands thing. Was mm-hmm. just like Finally the CG, CG fonts. We yeah. can we can do some crazy <laughs> shit with this, bro. Well, cause the whole thing is that it's like you're it goes um it's zooming out it zooms of, out of him holding the gun in the mouth. Mm. And it's supposed to be like his sweat and then it goes out or something. Yeah. Part of the gun. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know. Some part of him or the sweat or the gun or the big wiener. <laughs> Damn <laughs> As much but as yeah. I can tie it back. <laughs> hey, this is a film, as we said, about castration, basically. One of the main Castration themes. by consumerism. Ah, oh, God. This, see, we're not even... We haven't even talked about the opening scene, really, and we're already talking about the heavy themes. It's just what this film well, is. You almost have to talk about the heavy themes to talk about the film, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because how else are we supposed to say 
why half this shit goes on or why half of it's actually intriguing that they put like certain things in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and, it just comes across as nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like this is one of those ones where I was like, I'm not going to do this as scene by scene walk through and you everything like no. that. Fuck I was no. trying to even find like a nice summary and it was like the it was three paragraphs long. I'm like, God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> TLDR Tyler is, uh, Tyler Durden is both Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's a man that has insomnia that creates a figment yeah. of his imagination that he believes is real. And that technically kind of is real it because is, if something bi- embodies you, yeah, yeah, right? yeah well, of? it's split personality disorder. Okay. Or, I mean, he's entering psychosis just through insomnia. He's creating things in his mind. It's like, have um, what's that fucking movie with christian bale uh machinist oh it's like it's like kind of like machinist in a way where he starts kind of hallucinating because he hasn't slept in so long right but this just takes it to a whole nother level of where he actually splits his personality and is doing things while he's like blacked out right so then he he personifies it as someone else doing it instead for him yeah it's just insane and that's just that whole like three minute explanation is just like a single plot scene at the end of the film. Basically it sets up the whole like premise, but it's just how dense this movie is. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just going to go over all my notes and we'll talk about yeah, stuff we'll as we hit them. The It'll be pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. So, uh, Oh, uh, in the, in, I, uh, one thing I wanted to do throughout writing this is catch up like on the super quotable scenes and any, like hints that I picked up that mm-hmm. Tyler and uh, well narrator Edward Norton yeah. and Jack and yeah Jack as because he I'm Jack's blank no I'm Jack name. yeah because in the book he's just he doesn't have a name he's just nope, the he's main character narrator yeah narrator yeah yeah but yeah uh, like I tried to write down all of the um, hints that I caught. And uh, right in the intro explanation, he's talking about, like, how do I know this? I know, because Tyler knows. Yeah. Right. And it's like the third line of the film. And it's just like, okay. You just dr- kind of drop in hints like that this early. But then you don't see Tyler for another 25 minutes. Brad Pitt doesn't even have a line in that. <clears throat> oh, he does have a line because he's talking about the the buildings crashing and the opening se- sequence. Yeah, but at the same time, the way I, like, interpreted that the first time I watched it was, like, Oh, he knows because he knows because he like tells him everything. Yeah. I know. He's that's, just, it, that, that's what I mean. It's, know, it's like, a it's a cool drop that you, has double meaning. Yeah, you, a if, double the first time you first time you hear it, you think it's like, oh, it's just they're so connected, or there's good friend. You did something like this. Mm-hmm. Then the second watch, you're like, oh, okay, that's why yeah. it <laughs> unlocks the hidden meaning to it. Once you know the twist, I know because you know that I know. <laughs> that I know. Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? God, yeah. But yeah, so it opens with that. And then I just thought those. I don't. How do you guys feel about that movies when they open on the climax scene like that? Like Fight Club um, is a weird one because I feel it fits the narration style that Fight Club does, but not many movies. I feel like it breaks the fourth wall too much most times. Very Shakespearean to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, which is a play, break the fourth wall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just every time that somebody does that trope, all I can think about is fucking Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet and yeah. all that. Well, he. 
I, I'm not a literary person, but when I think of like climax stuff, I think, you know, the final scene of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I, I was just me talking on my ass now, but you know. It, it creates a different way of watching the film, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like you go into you, it with a different, ex- you, you go into it thinking, oh, well, this little thing happened. Like, how, how did he get there? Like you, right. it makes you wonder what led to that point. So it makes you think differently when you're watching the mm-hmm. film which is what this film wants you to do well so in this case i i think it's i was gonna say this good. this time it works but yeah just even watching it on a on like a repeat watch you kind of become numb to a little bit of the initial stuff because yeah. yeah. uh the movie is so dense that i forget this happens every time i watch the movie i forget that it opens with it because this is a movie that's packed so tight with dialogue and scenes and shooting like the filming on this was so many locations and cast and crews not a cheap film to make at all and it was like 60 something million yeah and like yeah it's just it's weird to have like a movie this dense start with them but they immediately brought me to like family movies that do that like oh i wonder how you got myself in this situation Mm. on like a repeat watch there's some a note i took on that but yeah and then uh I love this line, and we have a deep history with this line, so I need someone to say it. Uh, if you can read his chicken Bob. scratch. Bob. Bob has bitch tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't God. do it. Hold on. Brandon, be my drummer. Well, I don't want to give the people too much sub. I know. I know. We had a song. We had a song. All right, this joke went out. I was like, come on, you got a drum. We had a song way back when we were super young that we wrote that started off with Bob. Bob had bitch tits that Anthony said. And then it went to this like drum beat. And then it was, it was every time I hear that, I think of that old, old song we wrote. It's. I can't quite remember how it went. And it's nowhere. So no one will ever find it. So, um, yeah, that's just a funny scene that like even we have old. No, see, see, Brandon's just doing it on his hands there. You got the drummer over there. Uh, but yeah, it'd be funny that we have like history with this film all the way back to our old band that we mm-hmm. used to, well, fuck around. We weren't even a band at that point. We were just three dudes hanging out, four dudes, five, however many showed up that day. Watching Fight Club, mm-hmm. playing music. <laughs> but yeah, something I tried to count also yesterday that was kind of fun when we watched it is the Tyler flashes that happened before oh, you yeah. meet Tyler. Yeah. We got four of them. I think there's more. But uh, we also made it so every time we saw Tyler, we had to take a drink. So <laughs> yeah. I got to this line. Oh, Brandon, you're almost done with your mimosa. Too. You guys, it's we're only like 10 minutes. I'm, I'm on p- note four out of like 85. We've got some time <laughs> to go here, boys. <laughs> There's a fridge in the other room. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you sass. Small sips. Champagne and orange juice is delicious, though. But as it warms up, <laughs> it gets less. back. Right. <laughs> it gets less delicious as it warms Small up. Small sips. But, <laughs> <sighs> it's all relative. But yeah. No. Uh, okay. You told me to write down Ikea hacking. What the hell was that for? Oh, Ikea hacking. Um, I just thought it was interesting. I just talked about it earlier that day. Um, I just found out about this, but since this movie like has all that Ikea shit, I just thought it would mm. be kind of fun. Um, people are buying different pieces of Ikea furnitures. And combining them and Frankensteining Ikea furnitures and creating new tables out of them. And it's called Ikea hacking. <laughs> you can buy individual parts of Ikea tables? Um, so you can buy multiple tables. But I think they're catching on. So they're putting certain things like closer to each other on the website and shit. Hmm. But um, I hope they move in the way of selling like individualized parts. Because that would be really cool. But yeah, no, it's just people buying like 
like this countertop and like these table legs. Yeah, people huh. just using IKEA more like Legos and less. Yes. Well, no, I guess they are using yeah. them more like Legos. Yeah. Where you can there is a Mix set that you can yeah. make out of it, but you can also take these parts with other things and put them all together and make your own little abomination abomination of a spaceship. Yeah, there's whole threads so. on it on Reddit. Oh and stuff. shit! Okay, yeah. IKEA huh. hacking. Yeah, I just wanted to like bring okay. that up real quick. Yeah, because be he little. is the, one of uh, Tyler Tyler Edward narr- narrator man Edward Norton <laughs> is uh, he's obsessed with IKEA, yeah. which is kind of funny because like. When I think of, I guess we were too young at this. I didn't realize how far back IKEA like went on that type of stuff because he was talking about IKEA catalog, which is also I put down like mm. who orders like, from catalogs. Yeah, I'm like, oh like, god, we're too young. Right. For this movie. <laughs> he was just calling right. to order something. I'm like, who does that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who does that? And then I remember all the times I called into Lego magazine to order Legos, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't think I've ever um, done that. Oh, I, I don't yeah. think I knew that was you a thing. You were Lego either. hacking. I was Lego. Well, oh. that's why I drew the parallel to Lego so quickly. I'm like, oh, I did that all the time. <laughs> Order something online and just put shit together. Make a weird-ass spaceship. I mean, it's, a, it's a boat and a ship. I was wondering I, why you said spaceship oh. with Ikea furniture so, stuff. And he goes, yeah, you could build a spaceship. I was just like, I mean, you could build a table. I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, if you're well, getting to Mars. Get but, there so I, I, I quoted Nakey Jakey, uh, who has a great Red Dead 2, Red Dead 2 video where hmm. he talks about how it's Legos. Like, it's a boat and a ship. I had something super similar to that. I used like the bottom of a boat and I put like ship wings on it. Uh, so I hmm. saw that in the video. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I did that too. <laughs> I still can't watch that video. Idea. I know, right? Oh, God. John's courage. Who the hell's John? See, I wrote these notes. I said John's cur- like courage look acting. I don't know. What? I don't know. There was, <laughs> I was also, we drank a lot that last night because we were getting ready it for a Suns game. It was Saturday. And the Suns were playing. I mean, last week when it was Saturday. Um, every day is a every Saturday. Every day is a Saturday. You don't have to feel guilty about shit. Every day is a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, it was the one of the guys at the group home. He like uh, one of the not group home. Um, group the meetings. The meetings. Oh, he yeah. like one of the like regulars, not regulars. Um, extras. Like you see him in the corner, he just looks up and just a super serious look. Like and it just cuts away from like that was a weird hold on that guy's look. It, it hmm. he wasn't, didn't have any speaking lines or anything. He was just in like the corner of the frame, and it's just <laughs> like this serious looking extra. And I just I made me laugh. <laughs> but also uh, the sudden jump to him being addicted to the meetings oh, and yeah, all that. He finds out that when he cries, he can sleep. Yeah, it's like there was a huge time. Like time in this movie passes at a very weird rate. And that's something yeah. I, I noticed at that point. Like he jumps like, oh, for months I was going to this. I'm like, months? It's like, oh, yeah, I was fine. And then she showed up and I was like, damn, this because the movie goes so fast in its narration. You kind of don't realize how much time passes. Yeah, it makes it seem like it's just like days, but it's like it's yeah, it's weeks, months. It's you kind of lose track of it. It's kind of funny. I never really thought about that, but that's that's a good point. But yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. The cave. I've I've read how crappy the cave set looks. Like the blue right. sheet, and for oh, his yeah. for his you cave, mean, you mean Happy Feet? Yeah, Happy Feet. Yeah. God Edward damn! Norton stars in Happy Feet for a little bit in Fight Club. Oh, such a bad CGI penguin. All, let's just so. say it now: all of the CGI in this movie is pretty garbo. It has not held up. No, not at all. No, that sixty thousand or sixty mil did not go towards good CGI. Yeah. Though I bet it did cost a lot for them to get that fucking matrix effect for that oh, sex for the scene. Time, yeah. yeah, yeah. They use bullet. They use the real bullet time one for the sex scene. Why? Because it just seems so unnecessary. How much do you think they paid for that technology at that time? That was nineteen ninety nine. That was probably a, a good chunk, chunk of money. Of that was yeah. yeah. Like, did we need that? 
No. Absolutely not. Did it age well? Absolutely not. They literally, I feel like they could have got the same effect and just had them there and just had a had a apparatus that would have spun been around to them. See him uh, screw her belly button. Yeah, you know, give me right. some Tommy Wiseau style. Right. Yeah. That's sweet, sweet music. God. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Chloe. I wrote the Chloe diss burn. When he disses the cancer patient, oh, Chloe. Yeah. God, I forgot what the diss was though. It was so mean. Like he's like. Oh, looks like a skeleton walks or something like that. Oh, he said oh, uh, she looks like Meryl Streep's skeleton. <laughs> oh, right. That was so sad. And then like, like, oh, and then the the whole thing with her like her I whole like sex laid. thing like that was fucking I have weird. Anal nitrate. Yeah, wrote, anal nitrate. Do not Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were curious what anal nitrate was. And I'm, I'm not gonna Google it. I don't want to. I, I haven't to googled it. it either. It was one of those things. I'm like, ah, nope. Okay. And then over, over a God. year, because this when you talk about how much time has jumped. I was like, damn, okay. He goes to those meetings for a while. I'm moving off of anal nitrate, all right? Yeah, <laughs> please do. Don't else. you dare. Don't Google it. You remember It's Napalm? in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I wrote just how much of the movie is before Tyler, because Tyler still hasn't showed up yet in all these notes. Right. But, yeah. Star 60. Yeah, oh, he- I star 69 do. Okay, yeah. I could start... Yeah, <laughs> it's is it star 69 is that what he said what it's, it's the whole privacy thing for the phone calls where it's like you come up as a restricted number fuck if i know i think he said star that's what i'm saying i'm like it? that's one of those things where it's like i never knew that but i knew that was a thing like i never right. did that yeah just in this day and age there's no need to do it i just remember one of my buddies his family was like super protective of that so all of his stuff was like preset to do that so if i got a restricted call and look oh it's probably this guy calling like oh hey it is it's your family star 69s all of your calls or something like that or i, I don't know hmm. shows you how much we really use that stuff and how much we retained over the years when these cell phones came out it's like oh yeah i don't need any numbers or anything like that right it's consumerism <sighs> it's like it all's in circles <laughs> but yeah god oh okay this is this is when we start getting now that tyler durden is kind of into my notes this is when we start getting all the better parts of the film all the questions because let's be real the first like 20 30 minutes of this is just set up for brad pitt entering the film because he is like the star of the film i mean he's edward norton's on the cover of this one but the more famous one is like brad pitt with the soap and stuff like that yeah just because i got the special edition but yeah um God. So the first question that uh, Tyler asks that I want to ask you guys is, uh, as you're passing by somebody, do you give them the ass or the crotch? Ooh, yeah. I wanted to talk about this one. Always the ass. Always the ass. Always the ass. I do the S as well. Okay. See? Because crotch is just like, you don't you don't want this. Uh, let me just... Also, if I'm... My, my thought process is more selfish, probably. Mm. If I'm in a movie, I ain't missing no movie to give you my crotch. You're going to take my ass. You're going to take a little bit of ass so I can watch the movie as I'm walking out. (laughs) Get as much of that as I can. Okay, I see that. So they they... get a show and you get a show. Yeah. (laughs) I'm about to miss five minutes taking a piss. I might as well get every second I can. Five minutes to piss? Well, you got to walk to the the restroom. You got to wash your hands. You got to wash your hands. You got to dry them off on some stranger's shirt. Yeah, because the paper towels are always out and you don't trust those bacteria factories that are like hand dryers. And they don't dry your hands all the way. So it's a lose lose. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, and I just wrote outdated tech. So that was probably some CGI thing that just did not look good. (laughs) Yeah, more than likely. 
And then this is when we start getting to the other second big thing is the the famous quotable lines of the film. Mm. And the first one that um, I have written down is the things that you own end up owning you, which is like that's one of the things that kind of bugs me about Fight Club's online persona is the amount of edge lords that have taken to Tyler Durden. Yeah, because mm. Tyler Durden is uh, at least the character Brad Pitt portrays is the narrator's, you know, inhibitions let go. He's, you know his perfect form of himself and so not even it, perfect but not just even like idealized he's free to do like live his life and do he, what he wants yeah he's just more of his free-spirited version of himself i would say like, but that's attractive for a lot of like odd personalities who'd want to like yeah. idolize it and hence project mayhem and the fight club and all that people who idolize that type of personality mm-hmm. so but yeah Trying to take down Big Wiener. Trying to take down Big Wiener. That's with what the, Project Mayhem was all about. With soap. Yep. <laughs> Gosh. Anal nitrate. I, I have Don't to look it up. No. Oh, yeah. And I had Paper Street written down, which made me laugh at first because the, the name of his uh, uh, house is like the Paper Street Soap Company. Because it's like on that, and it's an industrial part of town, and I've been playing a ton of city skylines, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to get it to where I start naming my streets, and like every time I do like industrial zones, I'm always like Foggy Street, <laughs> Industrial Road, Paper <laughs> Street, you know, like Watermill <laughs> Road. I'm just like I'm mm-hmm. never that creative. And it's funny to see just Paper Street, and there's a paper mill on that. I'm like, ah. Eh. Reminds me of Mill Street here. Oh, you! I don't like the smile on your face. <laughs> it's not what we thought. That's why I have a smile. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good, man. All right. It's amyl nitrate. What is that? It's a drug. Oh. oh. Prescription needed. It can treat and prevent chest pain. Uh, is what? Yeah. It's. I guess uh, a lot of people call them poppers. Oh, it's an addictive type of like painkiller type thing. Uh, not even necessarily like, like a painkiller. Um, uh, it works by relaxing blood vessels, so it probably has something to do with that. That mm. would make sense, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not going to read exactly how that drug works while I'm trying to podcast, but I know it's a drug, and I <laughs> okay. know it's not well, something it's, about. Well, because she was talking about like napalm. lubricants and right. toys. Yeah, it's she's like, like, I got dildos, I got amyl nitrate, and you're just like, did you just say anal nitrate? I what ne- I what never the would've... fuck is that? Like, <laughs> I never wow. would have thought it was that. Okay, yeah. it's, it's better. So yeah, it's, I'll take it. One thing I, I wrote that just made me laugh was. T- Freaking Brad Pitt on the bicycle. Oh, God. Scene. It made me laugh so oh, much. Oh, yeah, this riding last time. through the house. That's riding amazing. through the house while it's raining, just fucking biffs it. <laughs> it seems like that where it's like, I, I hope that was ad libbed. I hope he actually just fucking biffed it and they caught it on camera. That would be, right, right. it probably wasn't, but I, it's one of those things where like that'd be hilarious. It's, it's hidden facts like, uh, you know, uh, Aragorn breaking his toe when he kicks the helmet in Lord of the Rings. Hmm. What? Uh, see, but, but you also, don't joke on that part of Reddit. But also, uh, like when they first fight in front of the bar, when he goes, uh, has uh, the narrator hit him? Mm-hmm. When he hits him in the ear, I need to rewatch it now. But uh, supposedly that was that was actually that actually happened. That wasn't like like set up. So it was like more of like mm-hmm. an improv thing. It wasn't like scripted to do it that way. So we actually hit him in the ear. And I think uh, or not, I think, but it's supposedly that you can see now where Norton like he smiles because it was. He just did something, and that happened, so that his reaction to getting hit was like genuine because he just got hit in the ear. 
Oh, why'd you hit me in the ear? Oh, why'd you hit me in the ear? <laughs> so now I have God. to rewatch it to kind of just look at Edward Norton to kind of see if I can see that smirk. I'm like, oh my God, it was real. <laughs> God. And then I, this is when I started to bring that scene as he's looking at all the books and you got the I am Jack's colon. And uh, isn't, uh, is there a thing that I am Jack's smirking revenge? Yeah. yeah. What is that? Why? Is that a band or something or a song? It was a song from Icy, Icy Stars. Icy Stars. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do I know And that's that why when we name? saw that, that song okay. name, we were like, Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. Okay. I was about to say, I'm like, I don't remember. That's why every time I hear that line, there's I, I don't even remember what song. It might actually be that specific song, which would be perfect. But uh, Icy Stars, like there's that one line from a song that plays through my head anytime I hear that line. So like those two, that that this, this movie and that band are uh, That's com- pretty funny. linked forever in my brain. God. But yeah. So I noticed that uh, he goes every Saturday night to the fight club that they set up. No, that was just like, perfect. Every yeah. Saturday, boys. <laughs> at Lou's. That was kind of funny. Every Saturday at Lou's. That's where we're recording this. Lou's yep. basement. It's during the day. We have a little fight club after this. You're welcome to join. Nah, you didn't hear it from me, though. And also, Lou's is a topless bar, but uh, you never see any girls in any of the scenes inside or not even like no well, they close up the whole thing when they go in he's he rushes everybody well, out and like even when he walks in and all that they don't it's just like a regular bar scene yeah, you know? yeah. and it, well i guess it'd be the one scene where we'd be able to like actually see uh, the bar active when they walk in mm-hmm. it's like, all right close up everybody but yeah then i i had to write down the rules just because you know it, it, it's important you know rule number one do not talk about fight club Rule number two, do not talk about Fight Club, which is also, the, this whole thing is, you know, one of the most quoted things, these rules. And then everybody kind of never remembers the rest of the rules. Like, do you remember how many? You just watched it yesterday. Do you remember how many one, rules there are? Seven, right? Technically eight. Because you know, the first one seven, is, first and second rule are the same. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's do not talk, do not talk. Uh, when someone signals to stop, you stop. Uh, two guys to a fight, one fight at a time. No shirt. No shirt, no shoes. Uh, no service. <laughs> the fights go as long as they need to, and if it's your first night, you got to fight. So there's eight rules for that. And speaking of one of the rules, mm-hmm. uh, did you know why the rule for no shirt was uh, broken for uh, Bob's fight? Because they, probably the prosthetics on Meatloaf wouldn't have worked. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, That's I don't think reason. that makeup could have gotten that to look natural at all mm-hmm. with Bob. Especially at that time, yeah. You mean Meatloaf doesn't have fish dudes? No, actually, they were just too glorious for people to see them, so couldn't handle it. They were just too good for this earth. Too good for this earth. (laughs) He does die. But yeah, no, that's when they start asking all the questions. So I know, right? I always forget how brutal that scene is when they pull off the... That was a very brutal scene, but yeah, let's do some fun questions. Okay, some fun (laughs) questions. Uh, All right, so this is when they start talking about who they want to fight. So if you had to fight any celebrity, who would you fight? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? Oh, shit. Okay. You're just going straight into it. Fighting Tyler Durden himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to lose 100%. Or at least I don't want to... He's aged. <laughs> yeah. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi? You want to fight Steve Buscemi? <laughs> just want to win that no, bad win. man? Oh, <laughs> no. Hey, I mean... And I get some jokes out of it, too. That's fine. God, see... So, all right, George R.R. Martin. What was the ones that they said? They said... 
Yeah, it was Shatner. Shatner and was Gandhi one of them? Gandhi that was, was one the of religious them. figure. No, historical, historical figure. That's figure. the next question. So oh. If you had to fight a historical figure, who would you they fight? They say Abraham Lincoln and Gandhi. Yeah, which okay. are two very good ones. Seriously, I would do. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt would be a good Theodore one. Roosevelt because if you win against Theodore Roosevelt, holy man, you took on the what was his holy name? man, you took on the man himself. <laughs> Breaking news: man That's about the time that those news reports were going on, if I'm not Tesla. mistaken. Tesla, yeah, Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. you oh. in a boxing match. I'd rather fight Edison. That guy was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably cheat though. So <laughs> this is it. I, I would rather just box with Teddy Roosevelt or something. You know. I know. I don't want a straight up bare knuckle, yeah. bare knuckle brawl. You want to be fight, the, the whole brawl. ring and everything with yeah. the gloves and yeah. all that old timey yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, big old I'm boxing. Bop you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll take you on. I'll, I'll bop you. I'm gonna bop you in your droopy snoot. <laughs> in your droopy snoot. Your, your snoot's gonna droop this hard. I'm gonna bop you. Bop After I the... bop you, you droop's gonna be snooping for a whole year. I'm gonna bop you in the next week. <laughs> oh I, I, I was this. I guess if my fight a celebrity, he didn't even Shatner. I, God, I if I fight them now or fight them in their prime too. That's the thing because mm. it'd be fun to fight Leonard Nimoy in like the '60s or '70s since he's a Shatner in the '60s. Like, mm. or I assume you say Shatner in the because fighting Shatner in the '90s would have been. Oh man, mm. I remember getting all weird with all the questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving along. Um, <laughs> God. Oh, this is when I started to notice some. Of, this is when I started to notice some of the things with the bus that the video pointed out. Like they only paid for one bus fare, mm. and, well, yeah. and all that, and then, like no one, uh, like he pushes past Tyler, but then he just like walks. Like it's a very odd scene how it's all cut together. It's like when he only apologizes. He only to apologizes once, not to both of them. Yeah. It was kind of weird, but no, that's, I just wrote that down. I was starting like, Ooh, I saw this here, but yeah. Oh, sunglasses. Oh, it's when he goes to Marla's that uh, he's wearing those big red sunglasses. That's something Brad Pitt's outfit in this film is just all over the place. Right. Yeah. It, the co- costume designers had a lot of fun. The whole set designers had this, this film's got a look of like grunge in not a gray way. I mean, mm-hmm. this film's dark, but it does have a decent amount of color to it. There's a lot of mm-hmm. variation on the scenes. It's not like they just put a filter over all of it, you know. Well, that and it, I think too, like the way uh, Tyler or Brad Pitt's Tyler, like the way it ties in with the movie, like he doesn't fit in with everyone else because he stands out so much. So I think it's another way to like kind of show he's not real or like he's he's not he doesn't belong because he's just so different. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't. Yeah, he's just like a, actually just a he's just a unicorn compared to everyone else. Speaking of which, he's a unicorn that is insanely shredded in this movie. <laughs> Holy crap! He was like, there's a lot of scenes where he's basically like three quarters, like na- or fully naked almost, so you just can't right. see it. Yeah. Wearing gloves, which I thought was hilarious in that scene. Yeah, it was pretty. God, funny. I did not cap that until this time. I was like, he's got dishwashing gloves on. I never thought about it, but like this, this like like second, third time watching it, I was like, I, I see why they left it in. <laughs> it's just a really funny joke. It's like it, and ask, it brings up a question that you don't want answered. It's one of those jokes. So it's like, okay, all right, all right. God, the f- and oh, how terrible the fat scene is next. 
um, where the oh, the, where the bag rips. Oh. I always forget oh. how and you gross just always that see is. it happening or like coming, like especially the, like even on the they first go time over watching. the barbed wire. I didn't see the barbed wire that cut the bag until mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And they try to save it. It's like no, it's gone. The second that was punctured. Oh. <laughs> Who wants human fat? Just dump on them. That's gross. Makes the best soap. Uh, yeah, it makes the best soap, but ugh. But yeah, holds the scent. That's what they oh, say. Another one. He he's t- Tyler's words come straight out of my mouth, or Tyler took the words from my mouth. He's like this little one-off quips that the narrator does. It's like because it's, it's your mouth. And it's it's right. little things. Or like, like that on the plane when they like, first meet, same briefcase. Yeah, and then nice, and then uh, in the scene like when they're talking about like their like history like with their parents like the same thing as like anytime brad pitt would talk saying something is like oh me too or like same here like that they had well, such a similar also, past but there's random people that met each other doesn't it i was trying to follow the continuity of like don't they also kind of double back where he's like oh i didn't have a dad oh my dad raised me my dad left uh, he married right. like they yeah so it's like the story it's like is he making a backstory for tyler it's like hard to tell mm-hmm. which one was his actual backstory right you know and I, I think that's how it was intended, but it's still just an interesting way. Comes to do across it. like he, yeah, because he's just he's he's in the beginning of developing that persona, so it, mm-hmm. it's everything's not set in stone yet because he's still figuring it out. Yeah, I uh, so there was a running theory I want to talk about uh, that we just saw that like Marla also isn't real. How do you, how real? How do you, much do you guys believe in that one? I there, never thought about that. I never so. thought about it either. I thought that like. He created Tyler to be with Marla at first. Right. I could believe of. it, but well, Tyler comes after Marla. Well, in, yeah. In the true. Ah, that is true. Okay, yeah. Because Marla messes up his. Because he Marla was created when he was getting. If he created Marla, he created her while he was actually receiving therapy and crying and sleeping. Yeah. Which I guess to some degree doesn't make sense. So unless it's unless it's the thing that the meetings and stuff were working and it got to a point where it wasn't enough anymore. So then she got created and it was an explanation of why the meetings weren't working anymore. It's well, a stretch, that's a but that somewhat makes I think sense. It's a theory, but I think it's just kind of thin. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think too many people interact with her. True. Yeah. Maybe I'm just imagining it. Well, that, I and feel like they cause do. I was like, that's maybe a, he's just imagining it. Cause maybe. like the idea, like, because the people that are following him, they're so dead set and like following his every word, despite all the craziness, they kind of, it, 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 they just allow it. So, like when, like especially in like the the diner scene, like that Forget was. Forget how deep too. his uh, like influence goes. Yeah, it's like so many last, like all major cities. The they make a cult. Right? Yeah, the people don't even know what he looks like and all that stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, franchised out a cult basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is one of the big themes that we just watched a uh, video about, where it's like whole. He basically is fighting against consumerism in this whole film, but. Uh, he basically creates his own franchises and grits his own. Basically, starts his own. You know, consu- not consumerist. He, they they were, thought they were slaves, so he trans like mix them into different slaves. Basically, they're right. slaves of consumerism, then they become slaves to Project Mayhem. So it's just like they just I don't found know. a new, a new I don't thing know if that's a commentary on like human nature. I feel, but it's very serve. subtle. Well, that in its perspective too. Like for them, they just, they see themselves as the righteous that they're doing something right. But then on the other side, the people that they're fighting against see them as terrorists. Yeah. So it's this is all perspective. Like they think what they're doing is right. So then they're the heroes of their own story. Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna. They're just gonna continue with it because it's against what they think is wrong. So they're just gonna keep going for it. 
crazy. <sighs> but yeah, so it turns out uh, Bob is a Tuesday and Thursday boy. Mm-hmm. And that's when he goes, he goes, oh, I go Saturday. Oh, I go Tuesday and Thursday. It's like, kind of funny. Oh. They talk about that. It's like, uh, not, he's a Tuesday and Thursday boy. Well, every day is a Saturday, so, yep. you know. Especially if you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I thought was interesting is um, how this film is over 20 years old now, and the the middle children of history, Gen X, kind of hate speech. Not hate speech. Venting speech that he's got going on in the whole film when he's basically hyping up how he's making Project Mayhem. Mm. Like, still a lot of that's applicable to over 20 years later. <laughs> like, a lot of that Gen X rage that was coming out of him is still very much in the political, social context. So I was like, oh, this still hits 20 years later. <laughs> and uh, the whole rock star thing when he's talking to everybody. Did you catch that? Where he's like, you think you're die this rock stars? He looks straight at Jared Oh, Leto. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because never Jared caught Leto it until like film. reading stuff about the movie. I was like, huh. I did not know Jared Leto played that character for the longest time. Because I didn't really know. Like, I just knew him as the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars. Right. So... Like my second watch through, it's like because I looked out for it because I heard about it, and I'm like, no shit, because I barely knew what he looked like at that time, or like I think when He's the first watch through, yeah, he looks yeah. really different with the blonde hair. Because I think I had that moment, I'm like, really? Because I, I had a vague idea what he looked like when I first watched it, and the second time going through, like, had more of an idea, and then seeing, I had to kind of, I'm like, huh? But yeah, it's easy to miss him just because they make him look so much different than he normally does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, before and after he gets. Brutally beaten up. Oh, he gets his shit fucked up. It almost, like, like, it almost seems like he was a different person. For the I know, right? right? Like afterwards, like some heavy prosthetics on his face. Yeah, I forgot how much uh, the narrator and Tyler, I guess, beat the shit out of Edward Norton. And like, no, even everybody's like, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. that's right, man. Edward Norton beats the shit out of Jared Leto. Oh. Yeah. Maybe he's also surprised to see Edward Norton beating up Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's also something that I saw was one of the plot holes is when like, they see him beating the shit out of himself. It's like, hey, buddy, you okay? You fighting yourself? Or, like, it just cuts away from that conversation. It's like, it's like, just like mm-hmm. they just accepted that. Yeah. I guess it kind of is easy if it's someone like outside, outside of a bar. It's the environment. It's more easy to accept. It's still kind of a stretch. So, how, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, yeah. Man. But then the whole fight with Lou. I'm sorry, Lou. I didn't catch that, Lou. Right? Yeah. It's like, I still not get it. <laughs> <laughs> just, sorry, Lou. It's like, give me your bird. That was, that was a fucked up scene. That whole scene. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't remember those scenes until I rewatched them. So it's something I kept on saying multiple times. This movie is a dense. There's a lot to it. A lot, And there's not a lot of breathing room. There's not very many exterior shots. There's not... The score to this film is good, but it's subtle, and because it needs to be, because there's so much talking and expositioning and stuff going on that it just there's not a lot of breathing room in this movement. It's just move, move game um, film. It just kind of keeps on going, going, going. And there's yeah. not too many scenes with uh, Brad Pitt's character that he's like seems like really crazy. Like he has like the whole thing with the hand. You have the the fight with Lou. I think there's like two other instances. There's like the. But it's also not crazy enough to where you wouldn't see his character do that. All of the stuff he does, you are believable. It doesn't like yeah. it's cross a the realm or, or show like, like you can his see. passion for what's going on. So it's, it is 
he's the, the only character that, you, that can get away with something so obscure. Yeah, it, it's crazy, but he's always bordering that line. So when he crosses it, it doesn't really feel yeah. too out of touch. Because it still feel it still comes across that he's in control. Yeah, like he's not just Tyler. crazy to be crazy. Tyler's just like the little devil on his shoulder. Right. Mm -hmm. He's the read like you think about. Jackie stays up all night, learns how to make soap, accidentally realizes that he figures out how to make a bomb because he figured out how to make soap, mm -hmm. compartmentalizes that information in the back of his brain. He goes, well, I'm never going to use that. Tyler Durden goes, well, hey, nah, I'm going to blow up your apartment. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you to realize your possessions don't matter. You're going to live your real life. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Ah. So if you had to pick a fight with someone that you're going to lose, how would you try to start a fight with someone? The movie has a couple funny... Oh my God, my feet. Like a couple funny... Uh, it's spraying the hose. Yeah, spraying the, the hose best. is the easiest and the best. It, it's the most, like... Because if someone gets wet, they're just probably going to walk on by, except for, like, the cave no, people. I know, I know what I do. All so right. it kind of it ties in both, I think, from this movie and then uh, Big Daddy. Uh, so someone's riding a bike, just put something in the spokes and make them go off the bike, eventually that's going to get someone to fight you. <laughs> yeah. And like all the times it doesn't, you just, you just get a laugh out of it that's fucked up. Oh, 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 oh. You might hurt somebody, though. <laughs> the whole point is to get in a fight that you lose. Yeah, so he gets hurt and he's getting pissed off and he's going to fight me. Yeah. I would just think you'd get like, um, some, like in the air horn or like, uh, like some of the, what's that spray? Like, not, like the, silly string? not silly string. Yeah, you just get some really fucking annoying stuff, or you just mm. make the noise that Jim Carrey makes and uh, <laughs> dumb and dumber. Dog shit at somebody. <laughs> throw a piece of dog shit at someone? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess. I mean, I, that'll, that'll start a fight. Yeah. And then that way they're not getting hurt. I still get a laugh. <laughs> I'm still. It's still sticking the spokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got my air horn, you got the stick, and Brain's got dog shit. Yeah. Alright, so there we go. It's, uh, it's a good kind of encompassing. Somebody's fighting one of us. <laughs> Somebody, yeah, we're, one of us is going to get our ass kicked. Oh, God. And then and from right after that, like I have a, three scenes, three lines in a row, so they happen like back to back to back. There's the whole fight with Lou and the Christ imagery and him all doing that. Then there's the pick a fight you're going to lose. And then it's like, okay, now it's the office scene. Where Edward oh. Norton tries to get like his the severance thing, package, yeah. basically, mm -hmm. and that scene is so intense with Edward Norton beating the shit out of himself right there. That isn't a clue that like there's only one of them. Right. It, it, it's that's a pretty that's such a hard on the nose clue that it's like wait a minute, he's doing some pretty messed up stuff to himself here. Yeah. That, that seems kind of more like a Tyler thing than a narrator thing. The fact that they have Edward Norton do it, it's just like... Well, because Tyler didn't work there. He does, so... Um, yeah, Tyler works the little shitty jobs on the side. Yeah. Jobs. This is crazy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, then I'm Jack smirking around Jarrow right there. But yeah. I guess that also ties in, like, the idea, like, why he works with this guy, like, that he's restless, he's not sleeping, so he does something like, to occupy his time while he's asleep. Mm. He's not sleeping anyway. No, I'm just reading my notes. It's just like, I am Jack's wasted life. I am Jack. I just wrote down like all of his stuff, you know, for yeah. all that. Good thing you're here to translate those. Okay. I, I can't read whatever language you wrote down in. I can actually uh, read it fairly well. 
I think it's my, it's, down. it's my profession, I think that's why. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you got that doctor. Yeah. notes. You're like, yeah. hmm, this is scribble. Yeah. Only a few I can't decide. Yeah. The vet scene? Ron Forrest. Oh, God. Oh, the yeah. vet scene. Where the, he pulls the guy. A veterinarian in six, or if you're not on your way to oh, being a veterinarian in God. six months, I'll kill you. That is such an intense. Ron Forrest, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Such an intense scene. That just take, okay. Let's just take a guy at gunpoint. That's such like a, like so, soci, not sociopathic maybe or guys fucked up at least. Yeah, psychopathic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I guess he's also so a the gun wasn't loaded, guys. He wasn't gonna do anything. He was innocent. <laughs> I just wrote too fucking blonde. <laughs> too fucking blonde. Take Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared, Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Uh, I don't know. It's, I brought up the whole thing of castration because they were talking about the whole. Um, that this is when they were. This is when they were grabbing the. Um, they're in the bar scene. They're grabbing like. Is he a senator? Or, no, he was like a police chief or something. He was about the investigation. Whoever they take. Oh, them. that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just that's when they straight up. Oh, I'll take your balls. Also, that that's something that uh, a lot of people point out to plot holes is the movie element of keeping the audience with the narrator while Tyler does his own thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, how can he be back with everybody else and also, also be in the restroom at the same time? Yeah, like the, the kind of quick jumps. Mm-hmm. Like if some like him in the front seat and him driving, and he's just driving, talking to himself. But like, if you're trying to think of like how this could be happening when there's only one person. And I wouldn't really, I would put it up to like movie stuff. And if it wasn't for what they do at the end of the film, the fight between Tyler and the narrator, mm-hmm. where they show the security camera footage. I hate the security camera yeah, footage. Yeah, I feel like that garbage. breaks a lot of it. It's like it's so, so much it's not possible. Too not possible, not. You know, have a dragon. It looks, it looks like a bad paranormal film. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it's just like that. Uh, I, and it would have been, I feel like it would have been better if they had it where it's a more realistic thing where like what he actually could do but he's envisioning it as being dragged but really he's just scooting himself along that would make more sense sense. like because i feel like they could have got that across but then they they could have made it more believable Well, at this point in the film you already know they're the same person Right. So how crazy I feel like that could have been impactful because it could have been more impactful if you see him like instead of being dragged and both of his arms are out you see him kind of pretending to be dragged as he pulls himself right how crazy is so that strong that he instead of he, like, he's doing it to himself but he is really believing it's being done to him yeah instead of like someone else he's got his hands up. Well, yeah. he, he looks. It looks like he's being like dragged. Like the, the movements look he like makes he, yeah, look he, wrong. Like the way like he's scooting his feet aren't right. Like yeah. he, he, he shouldn't have enough core strength to do that. No, somebody <laughs> had dragged him in a green seat, like green green outfit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's and the problem. It's like it just it 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 just doesn't it, work. It, it there's a lot of things in this movie that you can have a suspension of disbelief. That was one of the few yes. times in the movie where my suspension of disbelief was like all right, right. too much. A little bit too much on this scene. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they did that. They're like, eh, we don't have time to do it again. So let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing over here? Pumping your glass down on the table? Don't you? Don't. Okay, there you go. He centered his glass. <laughs> I was like, what, what are you doing? Stop messing with an empty man's glass. Sorry. I'm empty man's glass. <laughs> empty man's glass. Empty. He called you an empty man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to try and read my notes? I mean, I can read them. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, I'm at this part right here. So, yeah, good luck. The best thing about yeah, car scene. 
You know, you have any idea what the fuck that means? Because I do. Yeah, the yeah. car crash. Okay, there you go. Right. <laughs> the car crash. Well, like, yeah. Well, like the handwriting's not that bad, right? Yeah, it's just, okay. It just gets upside down. That, that was the real problem. All right. Because I can't read upside down very well. So. See, so the next part I got was the car <laughs> crash scene, which I don't remember. Also, one of those scenes I do no, not I remember. remember. I just don't. For some reason, I don't remember the actual crash happening. I remember everything leading up to that. Yeah, I, well, I remember the talk back and forth between them, and then mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, the crash is just, even though it's very well done, it's intense, mm-hmm. but it's just, he pulls him out of the fire, and she's like, okay. And well, the thing I didn't notice till today, that he's pulled out of the driver's side. I, yep. never, I never caught that. Yeah, he was, because he was in the passenger side, but he gets pulled out of the driver's side. Right. But the car's flipped, so it, it looks like he's coming out of the right mm-hmm. side, but he's not. Because he was the driver. Yeah, because we're kind of jumping around here towards the end, but I also got some of, I wrote down there's The Last of Us 2 imagery, because it went to like a lot of the um, kind of like broken down stuff that it did there, and is like, see, you, you see where I found that? I know you said that, and you looked back, and then I was like, where the <laughs> fuck was The Last of I Us 2? I thought that said lose temporary. No. The Last of Us 2 imagery. Oh, I see. Lose temporary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, if I was looking at it now, if I didn't know what it is, I see... Tilo 2 imagery. I guess that's yeah. What does this say? I felt like destroying something beautiful. Oh, okay. See? I, I get... I real love destroy sounds. Death fell. Death fell. Sounds like a Scandinavian metal band. Death fell. Okay, what about this one? How quietly Edward Norton switches. Okay, I... They, they, there's some... <laughs> I take some notes that I feel like I don't... Like, oh, that was a fun scene, but I don't have enough to talk about that in the full podcast. Like, they, they do some cool, like, acting stuff where they switch sides to do... Have Edward Norton do the, like, the important things. Who's hot? Boy, she is hot. I don't know. Marla? I'm gonna have to. No, it wasn't Marla. That was. Hold on. Let me look at the surrounding scenes because I don't remember. I wrote that as a. Maybe I think. It was <laughs> Bro, the that sound was great. Marla. I don't know what that sound was. But I like this. That sounds weird. God damn. This conversation is over. I'm gonna have to figure out who yeah, right. is hot. I'm trying I'll, to think. I'll, I'll get back to you. We'll, yeah. we'll pull it up here when it's over. Because I don't remember, uh, th- that sounds like sarcasm from me. Yeah. So I was like, who is... Uh, is someone on fire or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I might be, uh, it sounds like a joke, so it might be someone on fire or something. I don't know. I'll have to take a look at that. We'll, we'll see if it's actually so someone who's toasty. And that toast hot. I was toasty. <laughs> we were, at, we were, what were we were drinking yesterday? We had vodka oh, with more vodka. It was, and okay, God. so it was Tito's. Wait, 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 vodka. <laughs> no, that was triple sec was the third thing. So. It, was, it was Tito's, some triple sec, some lime juice, mm. um, and then you fill it up with either lemonade or 7-Up, and then mm-hmm. you add a little bit of uh, grenadine. Lime juice. And then some actual lime juice. And, then and a real lime. Real lime, and then mm. a salt and sugar rim. But I was also adding a shot of that triple berry Smirnoff to that, too. Mm-hmm. It was delicious, and we had, like... A decent amount of them. Yeah. Two or three, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, two or three. Like and then this is this was also after the sun's lost, so I was super pissed by here. So mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> Robert Paul. Oh, Robert Paulson isn't. Oh, Robert Paulson 
His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. Yeah. His name is Robert Paulson. That that whole scene with Meatloaf dying and all that, that was pretty brutal. Like, I remember watching that the first time. Even now, like, when they pull the head thing and the whole thing yeah, the back of his head flash on the yeah. ground. It's like, oh! Because I don't remember them shooting him in the head. I thought he just got like, shot in the heart or something. Right. Well, yeah, because you think that they would get a body shot because they're just shooting at someone, like someone running away. But it's like, to make that type of shot. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Cinema Sins, which I watched before this, brought up a great point. How the hell did they get uh, Bob's body out of there? I, yeah, I wondered that, like, because the cop shoots him. Yeah. So how the fuck did they get the body out? Bob's not a little dude. No, Bob has bitch shits. They need at least two people, which they, they did. They and did, So they're but... being actively shot at, which they know they're being shot at, because one of them got shot. <laughs> so it's... And just, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, still good. Yeah. The whole, uh, some, something I brought up, the whole Tyler isn't here in my notes, is the whole conversations that, we, I think we get two or three of them throughout the film, on the post, the mornings, like, uh, post-sex thing between Tyler and Marla, mm-hmm. where you get a couple conversations where he's in his narrator, like, Edward Norton mode, while he's talking to Marla, and they do a very good job of dancing around, like, pronouns and, like, subjects, mm-hmm. and they get to where it's like, you think, as the audience, you think they're talking about Tyler, but they're both talking about themselves. Just some, it's good writing, but weird writing, because it doesn't sound natural, because they're having to dance around the obvious things. Mm-hmm. Well, that and how they do, too, with uh, with Brad Pitt always being just outside of reach from more, like from her. They're not so, never in the same room, but it's like, except for the one time where he brings her out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, yeah. the way it's done, so like, it's well, believable, I feel like, too, because... Uh, that is that like the interaction that they have it just like just like it's just a fling like there's no actual relationship there so they're just screwing around so it's like it's believable that they would constantly stop it guys <laughs> <laughs> so it's it was interesting it wasn't the second time watching it through that's when I was like huh they really don't have like they have very limited to no interaction with each other outside of like the obvious scenes where they're, they're together like but it's not really them so it's like hmm how do you two feel about the uh, the two lines that um, Edward Norton says when he's like the first kind of like hint that there's a twist coming and then the actual twist happens? The whole "please remain in your seats" and we have just lost Captain Crusher. I, I liked it. See, it's one of the things where I liked it the first time, but as I rewatch it, I kind of don't like those lines nearly as much because it's just like, oh, it sounds kind of more like I felt like it would have been like it's more along this movie's plot, uh, my plot tone. To mm-hmm. do that though, so I kind of agree with that because like in an, uh, if this was trying to be a more serious film, which it isn't. I mean, it's dark and serious, but it doesn't take itself seriously in a weird way. Yeah, like sure. it felt like a more quote unquote serious film would have had that drop happen, then it would have had a score hit and like something right. like that, you know, and it would like he would oh, what do you mean? But it's not that type of film. Mm-hmm. So like it breaks the fourth wall in the narration plot and then just moves on and it just you know starts bringing up all the examples and it's just like. I just some, something I noticed right there that this movie's tone is very. It's not. A, it's 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 different in it's, the it's way it handles all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, consistent in its own way. Yeah. You know, it created this type of. It's very Deadpool-y, but you know, like the fourth wall, less jokey, but very in its own way, kind of doing its own thing. You yeah, know, it's trying as much as it can. Yeah. So like, just makes it unique. Yeah. But yeah, the whole shift of the whole where they realize that. I, I, I didn't realize like how much time there was between the time he realizes that he was right, a yeah. person to be shorter because before. yeah because he still goes to the police 
department turned himself in. That's when we realized that freaking even the police are part of Project Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of he gets out of the freaking poli- the police station and freaking boxers carrying a gun. I know, right? How the hell are you able to <laughs> plot convenience? He's like, oh yeah, just let him out. He's carrying a gun. He's in boxer shorts. Whatever. Right. You just turn himself in. It's crazy. Good guy. But yeah. And then Tyler's, I don't know, Tyler's final outfit. Oh, yeah. Fuck my glasses. Yeah. The red pants or whatever. Fish net shirt thing. And then the giant's jacket. Yeah. It's like, that. that is such a look. <laughs> bold. <Just> bold. Get <laughs> But yeah, now, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jackass. Oh, that was a good line. <laughs> Uh, Helena Bonham, I, I so I didn't really know much about Helena Bonham Carter's earlier stuff, but apparently this film was kind of like not her style originally. Which is like, hard to believe because yeah, I see her as that. I know, right? Because this is really before like all the Tim Burton films with her in it, mm-hmm. at least a lot of the major ones. So right. it's kind of weird because it's like I totally see herself doing this role. So it's funny, but yeah. How does oh this is me watching the, uh, the web monitors? How does physics work? The, the, <laughs> right. How does he grab it? He's lifting up by his feet. That's not how physics work. But it's yeah, funny. like but before that fight happens, I like one of my favorite thing like performances from Brad Pitt's there when he shoots at the van. Ever heard of the narrator? He's like, whoa! <laughs> like, the way he reacts is so, like, 400 pounds of nitroglycerin! Like, the way he's so, like, theatrical with it, which, I mean, is fair because he almost killed himself, but inadvertently, but it just, I just loved it because he hadn't been, like, that, like, animated with No, yeah, that, that was a little <laughs> bit, hit that Tyler Durden character, he never really played that, like, mm-hmm. No, like silly. It was well, always he like, was he was more always suave with how mm-hmm. he did it. And he always had control. He never really got Brad Pitt silly voice until that like <laughs> scene. Right? Oh, wow! <laughs> it's like oh, it's, okay. It just it just makes me every time that scene comes up, I would just laugh. It's so good. Yeah. And also, the freaking <laughs> is it the green wire or the red wire? The whole scene is like making fun of that. It's just like oh, that's that's too classic. I said not that one. Kicks him. <laughs> God. But yeah. And I just wrote the ending is fucking weird. It always is. Like, it's just so much happens so fast once they get, like, to the building. And him shooting his own cheek that hits Tyler's back. Like, yeah. and also, I know the ending is way different from the book, but mm-hmm. it's all, it's, I don't know. I just, I, so out of the three of us, you, you're the only one who's read the book completely. I did. Yeah. And then, do you remember the ending from the book, or? I do. Okay. Well... <laughs> So you're being interrogated. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. I'm so, complete fifth. <laughs> I was just so gonna say, like, he, do you like the book sending better? I don't. I don't really um, know the differences too much. So the big difference is just that he wakes up in in the hospital. Okay, so it's like a continuation kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a continuation. He wakes up in the hospital. Um, he like thinks he's in heaven. He thinks his his uh, doctor is like God at first, and then. Um, Right at the end, a nurse like calls him Mister Durden. Oh, and that's kind of like the. And that's how you know that it's not. Because the the draw the the twist in the books isn't as like straight as because they don't like straight up say it like Brad Pitt does in the film. Like in the books, it's a lot more subtle, right? It's, yeah, it's slightly different. He still thinks that like Tyler's a different person. They still stay faithful to it for most part, but I mean, you you do figure out that it is him. Like he knows, but 
um, he thinks that he killed him. Oh, he thinks that he killed him? He okay. thinks that it's all done, and then he wakes up. That's the thing. Is oh. like He thinks that it's all done, but then the nurse that he has is still in Fight Club. He has bruises on his face, and he goes, Hey, Mr. Durden. Oh, you know, like okay. So he's still, still in on. Project Mayhem. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, like it, they're still doing Project Mayhem and stuff, and like everybody still thinks of him as Mr. Durden. Like he is Durden. And the, the film, uh, the, even though they do only stop one building from blowing up and they blow up a bunch of others, it's still kind of so somewhat like quote unquote happy ish style ending. Right. You know? No debt for America. Which I don't think that's how it works. That's not how it works at all. That's not how it works. Even in the nineties, it's not how it works. But I think between that the scene, like I think that it, I love that it's done the way that it is because the way it looks, the way uh, the feeling you get from it, the like using the pixies, like where's my mind? Such an oh, amazing okay. song to use for. I was about to say, I was like, I forget the name of that song. So and pixies, then, where's my mind? And even in Super Meat Boy, because they always do references to like video games, and other like pop culture things. They uh, uh, for the end in that game, when everything's falling apart, they have Super Meat Boy and Bandage Girl holding hands, watching everything crumble, and it's just shot for shot the same thing. I love it. That's nice. I like allusions to this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like one of the few like movie references or like novel references, or I guess in this case, it's movie reference. Movies, music, games, more all over. Nice. I can never movie. say that in the right order. If you catch it, <laughs> I always say it in a different order, and I. I haven't oh, practiced yeah. it because I just want to get better at it naturally over time, and hopefully by episode 100 we'll be good. Well, it feels natural too, because then you're not, it doesn't seem like it's this, this, and this. I'm like, ah, uh, shit, what? That's like saying movies, and I always forget one. Today we're talking about Big Wiener, Big Goldfish, and cutting it off. Cutting off Big Wieners <laughs> and cutting off Big Goldfish. <laughs> one last, oh yeah, one last dick pic. All over a nice cold mimosa. You know? But yeah, I, I never knew there was one last dick pic in the... <laughs> oh yeah, right, the right, splice, yeah. right at the yeah. end. Until you pointed it out, I always just never paid... It always went by, and I, I thought I saw it, but I'm not sure if I did. <laughs> and then a girl's crying for some reason. He just craved Oscar Mayer after watching Fight Club every time. But I always had extra... Not enough buns, or what happened to my Yeah, I never had enough buns. I, now I gotta go inside that... Or he, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> he has enough buns... He doesn't have enough hot dogs. He's got a bun, but no dog. Well, this way you give him the ass, not the crotch. Yeah. Let's derail quick. <laughs> so that's about it for my notes that I feel are podcast-worthy. A lot of them are just reaction to shit. But yeah, that's what happens when you watch it the night before. <clears throat> so yeah. In-depth research analysis on this movie that we did. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just one of those movies that we really just love watching over and over again. We catch new yeah. stuff. Like, there's so many times I was like, "Damn, I forgot this scene," or "Wow, this scene still hasn't come up yet." I said that like three times. Like, "Fuck, we haven't even had the soap scene yet." I'm just like, "We're like an hour and a half into this thing, and we're not even until like some in my mind like our great like iconic scenes of the film." And it's like, "Shit, this hasn't even happened yet." Right. Yeah, a lot of that going on. But yeah, if you guys uh, have any like more closing thoughts you want to finish up on, any more questions you want to ask or anything, mm-hmm. I was just I wanted the, the reference in Super Meat Boy. <laughs> what level is that in again? That's uh, for the end. It's like I think when yeah. you when you beat the game, the cutscene. Uh, that's probably why I've credit. never seen it because I I've never beaten Super Meat Boy, so. 
Watch me play on stream. I know, you're always doing the hard ass levels. You gotta get A pluses. It takes you six years to get through that game on 100%. Yeah, the 106%. 106%, sorry. <laughs> gotta do those glitch girl levels. Which I haven't unlocked any of those yet. Have you gotten the one that I watched you play for four hours yet? Have you gotten to that one? Yeah, the, the kid, the kid uh, one. It's open. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna do that last before I go to Dark World, just because that's hours it took, hours. Uh, we sobered up. Before. Yeah, we were drinking that night when he was trying to beat this level. <laughs> we sobered up when he was still trying to beat it. Like it was, it was a rough level. Like I, I think I went and laid down and took like an hour long nap and came out and you were just like still playing yep. the level. <laughs> I was just like, I three screens of brutality. Yeah, because he's a super random side note. Super Meat Boy, you have three lives to beat three worlds. Are you have three lives? Well, those ones exactly. It's uh, right when it's character one warp worlds or warp zones. You, there's no life constriction. Like when you beat one of the levels, it's saved and you go to the next. So the problem with that, I was on the second one of three, and then I finally got the third one. But it was still late. And like, okay, so I can either leave the console on. Oh, because if you turn the console off, you lose your first. Yeah, so I have to do the first two. Oh. Like. Yeah, so I was like, no. The other ones, those where it's three lives per. That per explains stream. why you're playing it for three hours that yeah. one night. If it was if it was three lives per, I probably would. I just was like, fuck it. <laughs> no, that's rough. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening to us. Well, with what? what? You never came time. back around to me. You just well, jumped the meat boy. I still had something. Okay, okay, well, what do you got? What do you got? I didn't get anything. I just like this movie. I just want to me say too. I liked it one more time. It is good. It's up, yeah. I mean, it's. Not what you think it is it, gonna be. It's definitely that's why that's one of the reasons why it kind of failed. It's not yeah. like a, it's hard to market. It's it a hard well, ass to market. Even also, the marketing in it, like something I watched in CinemaSins, they talked about how much Pepsi product placement is in this. I didn't only one of them I noticed, that. and that was watching the film. It's the most consumeristic, anti-consumeristic thing. It's a conundrum within itself. That's why it's it creates like this mental like anguish watching it almost you're like oh, yeah the man, pepsi the starbucks krispy kreme like, it's like a bunch of i had no idea about the starbucks cup in like almost every shot i knew like in i only knew about it like at his desk and with the krispy kreme and then i think it was in the bob's always holding krispy creams oh there's always donuts uh krispy creams uh, at the coffee um, at the little get-togethers that we have yeah. meetings shit i didn't realize that yeah i popped some of them not all of them at all and the pepsi was only the the one where it was uh where it was in, on the, the vending machine for yeah. it. That was the only one I've, like, I've consistently seen. And the other ones, no. It's crazy. You know, I, I think that was probably a big reason why people didn't catch on to it. To it it's hard it's to market. Layered, it's, and it's hard to market, yeah, because how do you market something that is... It's supposed to be against that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though it basically does a lot of it in the film for certain things, but... Like Ikea, I mean, even though they're trashing on it the whole time, they do show a shit ton of Ikea products, and yeah. so just by even talking about it, it brought us into Ikea hacking, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's all a circle. Even if you can complain about it, you're doing it. It's a circle of life. Mm-hmm. It's a circle of Bike Club. So we gotta break the circle. We broke the first and second rules of Bike Club. Yeah. yeah, it happens. That's why there's so many of you here tonight. It looks like a lot of you are breaking the rules. Whatever he said, that was funny. Uh, but thanks for everyone for listening on in. Uh, you can catch us at most social medias at the Saturday Boys Pod. And uh, I'm still Nick Benz9001. Anthony? Concise Cool. And Brandon? Pickled. Brandon. Pickled? Brandon. No space in there. <laughs> Saw one word. Brain farts. It happens. <laughs> I, was, I stopped and I was like, uh, we are at Saturday Boys Pod on most things. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it's one of them is just the Saturday, isn't it? Is it YouTube is just the Saturday boys? For sure. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I remember us getting excited, like, oh, because that was the first one we did, and then like we went to all the other social medias, and we're like, oh crap. The other Saturday boys thing is like a band, like a music band. Exactly. We only talk about music. We don't create music here. We do it at other places. That's the thing. So this is just us talking, drinking and talking, drinking and talking. All right, thanks everyone for stopping on in, and uh, remember, every day is a Saturday, and uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Anthony, get your glasses. There you are. <laughs>